hello everyone. Digital twins are gaining popularity in the industrialization of um, uh, manufacturing industry. Uh, today, we will learn about what a digital twin is and how to build one using Amazon Web Services. My name is Madhuri Susarla. I'm a solution architect uh, at Amazon Web Services. With me are uh, Saurabh Srivastav and Luis Lopez sitting here on my right. And we're also supported by our partners, Infosys, who had collaborated with us to build this solution uh, on so today you'll be building digital replica uh, as part of these sessions uh, using the AR VR technology powered by uh, the AWS IoT service to create rich product and customer experiences, um, uh, product and support experiences for your customers. Uh, using Amazon Sumerian, you will see today how to create virtual experiences that your customers will love. So we are riding the fourth wave of, uh, fourth wave of industrializ industrialization, uh, which is all about digitization. So if you see how the industrial marketplace looks today, it's something like this. It has a very complex supply chain structure, and that's part of the reason why the paradigm of digital twin uh, is catching momentum, because it just makes everybody's life easy to, uh, if they have a common uh, uh, shared digital replica that everybody can use. The other reason why digital twins are, uh, are, are also valued is because they help complete the product loop. Today, most organizations, once they sell the product, they stop collecting data. Uh, what then happens is it prevents them from incorporating feedback, uh, the quantitative real-time feedback, of how their product had performed in the real world from the future version. For example, uh, if you have the digital replica of the Ferrari that crashed, you might have sensor data with you that can tell you that you need to reinforce the front bumper to withstand better force. So that's the power uh, that a digital twin can bring to you. And to quote from research, uh, it is also, a digital twin also is in the upward section of the Gartner hype curve. Uh, as of 2017, it is also one of the top 10 emerging technologies. So, what is a digital twin, if you really have to define? Uh, it's something like this. This is the digital replica of an actual aircraft turbine, uh, which is what you're seeing here today. This is a real turbine, although it is a scaled-down model. Uh, and, and the digital replica as well as a scaled-down model here, are built by Infosys, who had collaborated with us uh, in building this solution. They basically built the 3D models that are used to create a view, uh, 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 a VR view, virtual reality-based view, in Amazon Sumerian. So you can see this has all the parts that are required in an actual uh, aircraft turbine itself. 
uh, and the digital twin also has to continuously update its digital representation based on the new information that is flowing into the, uh, uh, that's flowing in from the physical object itself. Uh, so it's very, very important to, to use the same uh, CAD assets for creating your digital replica uh, as what has been used to actually manufacture the real object. Uh, so the basic idea for getting digital twins to work is by loading your products up with a multitude of sensors that can provide feedback which are then passed into the cloud and that is where it's, it's used to create an image of how the product is being used at that point of time. So that is where, uh, uh, that, that's where we really need to get, to get real-time operational and health data uh, to build your digital twin. Uh, also, we should remember that uh, we are building a virtual model of the object of the physical object, so it's very important uh, that it reflects the actual shape as well as state of the real object. Um, so just one connected car can send almost 25 GB of data to the cloud. So by using digital twins, you, you have a lot of data with you which you can put to good use by applying that data to build, train uh, machine learning models that you can later use to, uh, to achieve some business objectives, such as making your manufacturing uh, 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 maintenance process more efficient. Um, digital twins usually provide an immersive user, uh, user experience by using ARVR augmented reality uh, as well as virtual reality. Um, the reason that is done is it's not only difficult, but also impractical for any person to be able to visualize that kind of data purely using numbers and text. So it's very important that we give a very immersive experience uh, to the end user to be able to visualize the data efficiently. Um, so ARVR is an important aspect of building digital twins. Okay. Um, finally, all of this should be used for uh, addressing some sort of business objective, such as in, uh, decreasing the cost of your maintenance or increasing the life of the physical machine itself, or cheaper training for uh, cheap, cheaper training on complex machinery in a remote location. So it is also very important for you to first um, set objectives on exactly what purpose your digital twin is trying to uh, uh, to uh, address. Is it for training uh, of your uh, new hires? In which case, you will probably not need machine learning, but if it is to do proactive maintenance, then machine learning will play a very big role. Okay, um, so we've now uh, seen what a digital twin is, right? Uh, we will now try to understand 
what technical components are required to build one. Um, the first and foremost is you need some mechanism to collect real-time data continuously. Uh, AWS IoT provides a platform uh, for connecting devices securely to cloud, um, ingest data, act upon it, and enable applications to interact with the devices even when they are offline by way of using the IoT shadow concept. One of the primary objectives of using a digital twin is to be able to uh, do some sort of uh, operation on the physical machine itself, like reducing the temperature if you see that it is overheating uh, or increasing the speed and so on. So, and that is usually dependent on the current or the historical data that has been collected by the digital twin. Uh, AWS IoT Analytics will uh, help you create analysis based on the data that you collect real time. It can, it can provide insights using which uh, you, will, uh, you will have enough uh, uh, data with you to, to decide on what to control on the physical object itself. So virtual reality. We need some technology using which you can create the immersive experience. And AWS Sumerian will uh, enable you to create interactive 3D scenes. Uh, and these uh, you can also couple that with uh, AI services such as speech recognition. So when you create the scene uh, using Sumerian, you can, you can just use it intuitively by talking to it, as well as uh, it, it, it also combines natural language processing. Uh, so how to do uh, predictions using the data that you have? As we said, all of this should meet some business objective, and predictions uh, by way of applying machine learning will help you do that. AWS IoT Analytics provides data to be used uh, in machine learning uh, on hosted Jupyter notebooks uh, using Amazon SageMaker. Uh, let's look at some use cases. Uh, the first and foremost is predictive maintenance. Uh, so if you take a scenario such as this, uh, this is a picture of a wind turbine, which is on, uh, it's a giant wind turbine on top of a, a, a mountain, where the wind turbine crew is hanging in a basket. And what they're really trying to do is physical inspection uh, of the leading edge of the blades. This can give you a better view uh, of how precarious uh, the situation there is. So you will be able to better plan such operations. And in most cases, you will also be able to eliminate physical inspections because the, the digital replica should be able to tell you the actual wear and tear of the wind turbine blade itself. So you will have fewer inspections to do and better planned maintenance activities. The other uh, use case is you can simulate what-if analysis. And what do I mean by that? 
take an example of the Mars Exploration, Exploration Rover mission. So here, again, NASA has used Digital Twin uh, as a, on a conceptual basis in most of their astronautics and aerospace uh, operations to perform the what-if analysis on uh, Mars. Uh, the other pertinent use case is education and training. Uh, imagine uh, the situation where you have to uh, train your new hires on complex machinery in a remote location such as a coal mine. So that is where uh, Digital Twin uh, will be, uh, becomes very handy. Uh, and it is also found that uh, virtual reality is catching on as an important training method for brain surgeons. Uh, remote maintenance in case of uh, inaccessible or risky situations. Uh, now here, what you're seeing is a US Navy sailor who is performing maintenance on the tail rotor blade uh, of, of a helicopter that is involved in the rescue operations in the wake of tsunami in Southeast Asia. Again, using a combination of digital twin technology and robotics, you can eliminate uh, or at least reduce situations where human beings are, are, uh, human beings are putting themselves at risk. <clears throat> All right, uh, how does the architecture of a digital twin on AWS look like? So if you look at it, digital twin is really doing three things, monitor, the physical equipment, analyze the data that you obtain by way of monitoring the physical equipment, and act. Basically decide on any actions that you want to perform based on the data that you have analyzed. Um, so this is where typically one would start. This is a plant where you would have a number of sensors ingesting data uh, into AWS IoT core, uh, which will provide a platform where devices can securely connect uh, uh, their data. And the IoT core provides topics that are available for any consumer uh, to subscribe to. And in this case, you can use Amazon Sumerian, an application built uh, on top of Amazon Sumerian that subscribes to the topic where the IoT data is ingested. So now you have all your data in IoT core. So how would you analyze that? The way you would do that is by using AWS IoT Analytics, which automatically has the capability to run SQLs on top of real-time IoT uh, data to produce uh, insights using Amazon QuickSight, which is our BI service. That, again, can be pulled into the Sumerian application so that all of that can be uh, presented to the end user as a seamless, uh, immersive experience. And you'll be seeing that uh, in the second half of this presentation when we are actually running this turbine from within Sumerian. You can also use Amazon SageMaker 
on the same IoT data using, uh, again, IoT analytics pipeline. Uh, so what SageMaker can do uh, uh, for you is uh, it gives you a very uh, efficient and easy way to uh, build, train, and deploy your machine learning models using the IoT data, which in turn will be used to generate predictions of how your machine or the process is likely to fare in future and what kind of actions are required to be taken based on that. Okay. So now we have all our data in the IoT core and we have predictions based on which we've decided that you need to replace a part or you need to raise a work order uh, in an um, asset management system. So you can use Lambda functions there, which will be fired from within Amazon Sumerian to put instructions back into the IoT core topics that the sensors will pull the data from. And, and that's how you will control the operation of the physical machine itself. <clears throat> so as you would have understood by now, IoT plays a very big part within, um, uh, within the digital twin architecture. So it's very important for us to understand the uh, IoT architecture of AWS IoT um, uh, speed of services. Uh, it's a pretty comprehensive platform. Starting at the edge, we have uh, Amazon FreeRTOS, which is an operating system for microcontrollers to connect securely to the IoT core. And then we have Amazon Greengrass uh, running on powerful devices. Uh, this is a software package that lets you run local execution of uh, Lambda, local messaging, and uh, state, sync, uh, state sync up. Uh, now in the cloud, we have AWS IoT Core that will uh, allow devices to connect securely, ingest the data, process it, and then make it available to consumers. We have AWS device management, which will help you maintain a healthy uh, fleet number, as well as uh, device defender, AWS de device defender, using which you can, secure, uh, you can better secure your uh, devices. Uh, and then we have IoT analytics, using which you can perform real-time, uh, you can run real-time queries uh, uh, using common SQL and generate insights on the real-time data. And, and these insights are then automatically integrated with our BI service, which is QuickSight, as well as the insights are available for any other downstream services that you might want to use, uh, like DynamoDB, uh, or you just want to dump all the data on S3 for downstream big data processing, and so on. So this is a picture of um, the entire suite of IoT uh, services that we have. And all this can be done without really having to worry about setting up complex infrastructure or thinking about scalability or other, uh, other types of uh, administration. Because it's usually very costly to set up an IoT analytics platform all by yourself. Okay, finally, we have um, Amazon QuickSight that we have used to build our uh, solution 
the digital twin solution. Uh, this is our BI service, which will uh, allow you to produce visualizations, and it automatically integrates with a number of our services, such as Redshift, S3, RDS, IoT Analytics. Uh, again, QuickSight is a completely managed service, which will uh, help you to, to, to set up a BI platform without having to worry about the scalability because it automatically scales uh, as per the use. So with that, I'd like to call upon my colleague, uh, Saurabh Srivastava, to help us understand more about Amazon Sumerian and also show us how to run the demo using that. Okay, thank you, Madhuri. So we see all about the digital twin, the IoT and uh, uh, the quick site. So how many of you has used the building a scene in the virtual reality? Okay, and how many aware of the Sumerian? Okay, so it's quite a few people aware of the Sumerian. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about the Sumerian here and then we'll jump into the demo part. So when we started uh, building the virtual reality platform, then we listened from our customers. And our customer told that they are mostly want to build the digital uh, platform on the digital signage, or they want to do the data visualization of virtual tools they want to build. And uh, they want to have some virtual showcase and uh, use that digital, use the the AR, VR things for the, their enterprises' use cases. And he, then we thought, okay, it is going from the augmented reality to the virtual reality, and then these terms came with XR, which is like a mixed reality. So you can overlay with the augmented reality, the real-life uh, uh, examples, the real-life object, you can overlay your things there, or you can create a scene into the virtual environment. But the challenges is there, you have uh, so many platforms. So here you will see we have uh, a platform like we have Oculus Rift or we have the, uh, the iPhones if you want to deploy there. And then we have the, uh, the Google Daydream, all Android devices is there. And all this platform is the wall guarded. So you have to select the engine. Yeah, and you need some gaming engine, you need to select the plugins. And on top of that, customer cannot assess them directly. To assess that, they also need to buy the device as the device to connect with the virtual reality. And that's what we started working with the browser companies and uh, the developers, where we come up with the WebXR. So what is the WebXR? So this is the mixed reality on the web, because everyone has the browser. So all devices has the browser. So it means if we can avail the virtual reality uh, platform development into the browser, it will be much easier. It will be much easier to build, deploy, and uh, you will get, just get a link, and it's like browsing your website, and you will get through it. So that's where we come up with the Amazon Sumerian. The other unique things about it, it built deeply with the, all the Amazon services. So we have array of services, and these are in the analytics and uh, 
the application development, IoT, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. So these all technologies is uh, tightly integrated with the Sumerian platform. So it means you can leverage them to build uh, multiple scenarios. So here we have some example. If you see the Amazon Poly and Lex, we have integrated directly there. So that is the direct integration. And the main idea behind that, if you are, if you are in virtual reality, and suppose you are wearing the Oculus or some glasses, normally your hands are busy. You are controlling the menu and all those things. So you get limit yourself with the menu options if you are clicking around the virtual reality scene. So we thought, okay, why not to provide the voice interaction? So you give the command, and then there will be host which will respond to your command, and it will do uh, whatever you wanted to do. So it's so that's give the ample opportunity or endless menu to build there. Apart from that, we have built other AI services like recognition and transcribe. So you can use that with the Sumerian. And we have a deeper emphasis on accessibility. So as we discussed, this is on the web browser. So it is easy to assess the first things. The other is you, you build once and you deploy everywhere. So if you once build the scene in the web browser, you can use the same scene. You can deploy in augmented reality in your iPhone or Android device. Or most of the devices these days has the uh, AR-enabled capabilities. Or you can put, take the same scene and deploy in the Oculus Rift or Google Daydream. and just So you don't have to do the rework for that. And that thing is simplified. So the next is we will talk about the, the digital twin, which. Uh, we build in the partnership with the Infosys. Infosys is our premium partner. And uh, with that collaboration, we have built uh, this demo where we have the real uh, digital twin engine, the jet turbine engine. And we are going to control that from the virtual reality, from the Sumerian. So this is one of the uh, model. If you'll see, this is the artificial intelligence-based IoT. It means you are getting the data. And that data you are collecting into the cloud. And there you can perform the uh, analytics. So as uh, Madhuri mentioned earlier, you can do the predictive uh, maintenance there. And if you see here, this is like an initial six-month data we have here. And based on that, we can predict how the things will look in, in next six months or next one year. So might be uh, there is a temperature variation or uh, from the IoT sensor we are getting, or we are getting the increase in the throttle. It means some part or some blade is not working well, and it can, it can get uh, tear off after some time, might be six months or one year down the line. And with such complex machinery, we don't want to take that risk, because human life depends on that. So we can do the proactive maintenance rather than being reactive here. And all those things we can see into the virtual reality where, or augmented reality where you can go and see how the different parts are working and where exactly you have the problem. And then you can go and drive insight, okay, whether, uh, how the engine life looks like. So we will switch into the demo mode and we'll go to the interesting part here.
okay? So this is the Preston, and Preston is uh, one of the host we have built. And uh, in Sumerian, we have these hosts available out of the box. We have six, seven hosts available currently, and these are the lifelike object. If you'll see, they can, they, they have the hand movement, they can move and they can talk like uh, a real life object and they can respond to your query. And behind the scene, we are building the Lex and Poly we have. So it means it can recognize your voice, it can do the natural language processing and do that. So without spending more time, I will ask Kristen to introduce himself. Hello, Preston. Good afternoon, welcome to the Digital Twin Breakout Session. Nice to see you. My name is Preston, I'm an Amazon Sumerian host. I'll be your host today. First of all, thank you for trying out Amazon Sumerian. I'm very excited to be part of this session. This session leverages lots of AWS services. Let's get started, what would you like to do today? Okay, so when I'm giving command to Sumerian, so I, I have the voice interaction, and Sumerian has the Lex and Poly, so it is able to get my command, convert into the text, and after that it responded, we have the script behind it, whatever we are asking. The second things you will notice here, we have the temperature, and that temperature is coming from this turbine. So let's start the turbine and then we'll talk more about the turbine. Start the engine. The turbine is now running at a speed of 100. Okay, so you see that we give command to Preston to start the turbine and the turbine is running here. So in this turbine, this is built by the Infosys team and uh, we have, in normal jet turbine engine, you have thousands of sensors. So what we did here, we try to scale down that model and, uh, we, and try to replicate the real-time scenario. So in this turbine, we put the two sensor. We put the RPM sensor, so you will see the RPM speed. It is uh, telling the fan speed. So currently it is running at 165 RPM and it is recording the throttle, it is 100. And then we have temperature sensor. And that temperature sensor is recording the engine temperature, and it is currently 22. And as and when engine temperature or turbine speed change or throttling change, it will capture the data. And it is taking that data and pushing it to the cloud. Now this, these two sensors is sending the data to the photon chip we have behind the engine and that photon chip comes with the particle cloud. So it is taking the data and uploading to the particle cloud. And that particle cloud uh, has the webhook, and using that webhook, we are pushing that data to the AWS cloud platform. So in, after the demo, we'll go into the architecture, and uh, I will give more visibility on that part. And using the API gateway and Lambda, we are uh, communicating with the webhook, we are also consuming the data as well as pushing the data here. So that's what when I said start the engine, so the physical engine started running here. So let's do some more controlling for the engine here. 
increase the engine speed. The turbine is now running at a speed of 186. So you see I can control the engine from my virtual reality and it is uh, increasing the speed here. It means no more interaction with the real machine which are really complex and dangerous. When things go wrong and human life depend upon that or it is the millions of dollars of machinery which can get destroyed. Okay, so you can pretty much do lots of diagnosis from here. So next uh, what we will do, we can go into the diagnosis mode Switch off the engine. The turbine is now running at a speed of zero. So now I switch off the engine here, okay, and uh, now we have collected lots of data from the engine. And this is time we thought that, okay, let's do some diagnosis on that. Uh, you want to know how your engine is running, okay? Simulate via. Our one-year simulation has found a piece that is about to fail. Let me show you where is located. The piece is highlighted in yellow. Okay, so here you will see that we explored the engine in the scene, which obviously you cannot do on real time. So. And here it is showing all the parts of the engine. So this is like we have the turbine part and this is the compressor part. And then we have uh, these, uh, these turbine parts here, the back, back part of the turbine. And then it is telling what is the part having the problem. So it is like very focused diagnosis you get that. And how it is telling because in that particular blade that you see in the yellow color, so we change the overlay as a yellow because that blade has the problem and that blade is sending the data from the IoT sensor and saying that, okay, this blade is, is, has the unabrupt throttling on that. It is not running on the usual speed or it is getting heated because of some metal is, some plastic is melting around, around there. So, and after that from here, I can ask Preston to cut the work order and it can go to the maintenance uh, uh, crew and uh, maintenance will, crew will get the work order. Now maintenance, will crew, maintenance crew will come here and they want to replace this part. So what you want to do here, you want to tell them how to replace that because you need to train the crew and these are like complex machineries and uh, and training is also complex for that. You don't uh, afford to call the specialist all the time if you have new hiring, so you can build uh, these very immersive experience here, and that immersive experience will allow you to train your new hiring so you are not spending money, lots of money there is, and saving lots of cost in that perspective also. So I will ask Preston to show us how to change the part. Replace the part. The piece has been successfully replaced. Let's reassemble the engine. The engine is ready to be used. Okay, so now you see that uh, that part turns into the green. And uh, 
Uh, after turning it into the green, it reassembled the engine. So I will repeat that uh, once again, this animation part. Such switch off the engine. The turbine is now running at a speed of 01310. So it is finding that there is some anomalies in the sensor is sending. There are some anomalies in the engine. And because of that, speed is overshooting. Okay, and that's what we first turn into red, then saying that speed uh, having the problem. There is some problem with the, some parts because of speed is overshooting and someone need to go and look into that. So, shut down the engine. So now- The turbine is now running at a speed of zero. Yeah. So now sensor gives the different data saying that, okay, this RPM, now we shut down and we want to diagnose it again. Okay, where is the problem? And for the simplicity purpose, we are going to work with the same parts here. Simulate via. Our one-year simulation has found a piece that is about to fail. Yeah, I just Let me show you where is located. The piece is highlighted in yellow. Yeah. So earlier we found the temperature problem. Now sensor is telling there is RPM problem, so fix that. The other part, if you'll see here, we have the different graph here. So I'm saying that what is the average speed over the time, then I have the average, uh, the different graph I'm displaying here. You can see the average throttling here and all those speed component. And this graph we built into the QuickSight. Okay, so this is our BI tool where we build this graph. And the good things about it, now there is some abrupt behavior I have seen and uh, you want to diagnose that behavior. So I can go there and I can, from the scene only, I can download this data, see? So this data now available in Excel sheet for me. And now I can go and I can start uh, uh, playing with that data, see where the things went wrong, or keep it for the auditing purpose. Okay, how the things is going, how the engine life is look like. So now again, I will replace the parts here. Replace the part. The piece has been successfully replaced. Let's reassemble the engine. So you can imagine this is one of the scenario we built for demo The engine purpose. is ready to be used. But you can uh, build, you can go on nitty-gritty details and you can record each sensor in your real turbine. And you can see we have the big picture of the real turbine here. That's how original engine look like and that's what we try to replicate here. And each part you can diagnose from here. So this could be the very useful and from that maintenance perspective. And now my engine is good, so I can again start the engine. Start the engine. The turbine is now running at a speed of 100. Okay, so it is running again. So this was the demo part, so now we will uh, jump into the architecture part. I will stop the engine. Switch off the engine. The turbine is now running at a speed of zero. Okay, so 
this this like it is quite fascinating and these things are really it become very easy to build uh, before like uh, when i try to build the vr and ar scene there was so much complication with different platform but this with sumerian we build everything in the browser and uh, even if you see the animation part there is no coding involved on that it is like more playing with the scenes and telling at what seconds which part you want to explode and you need little bit coding integration with the services but that's come with the java script sdk and most of the web developer is very comfortable with that and that's what we chose that language to start with so let's switch into the architecture part okay so if you look the architecture part here this is the our engine uh, this is the 3d engine we have built in real real life scenario you can assume that this is this engine is the real engine and uh, and this engine is has the sensors like temperature sensor rpm sensors and these are passing that data to the particle cloud so infosys has built this engine with us in collaboratively and then it went into the particle cloud and then here we have the api gateway and from the api gateway we are pushing the data into the lambda and we have the webhook for the particle cloud here which is helping us to design that um, api interface and from there we have uh, two things to do the first is we are maintaining a device shadow so it means if device is offline then also we can maintain the last state of device and we will know something happen with your internet connection or something or some glitch is there but we will state the store the device state in the iot shadow and from there we can get the data back and in this all the data will pass to the amazon sumerian so you see that sumerian we have the all data here we saw the rpm speed the temperature the throttle everything was coming on the screen and then we have the quick side graph also there then this side we collected this data into the iot core and on top of that we we are performing the iot analytics and there you can bring your machine learning model and you can perform the analytics saying that okay i want to know after one year how my engine will look like might be if there is some sensory issue and uh, it will say that uh, uh, there is a uh, some problem some dirt in your engine okay let's clean it and just cut the work order proactively and as soon as engine landed okay if the aeroplane get landed people can clean that the other things the non critical functionality like you have the wifi not working or tv is not working for the customer you get that data from each of the device and say that okay this particular row or my business class people not able to see the tv or their ac is not working so let's fix that proactively as soon as uh, a plane landed here rather than customer discover that you discover it first okay so it's it's will be real customer obsess approach there and from there you visualize everything in the quick site and which in turn uh, sumerian is assessing that part so you you will see that how uh, the whole things is integrated and how easy to build here 
So what the benefit we get here, we have the real-time assess monitoring and controlling. So real-time, we are getting the data. You, said, you saw that, that uh, in real-time, our sensor said RPM speed got exploded. We said, okay, let's go and diagnose that things. We don't want to leave it as it is. And uh, you, you see the rich visualization. We explored all part of the engines. You go in each and every part of the engine and see, okay, this is my turbine, this is my compression, this is my blade part, okay, and how I want to diagnose it. It's not only for diagnosis, but for the education purpose for the new hiring or new staff there. You, you put the faster time, times to market, okay, so you build your uh, digital twin quickly and put there. And with the AWS, you get array of services. It is highly scalable, and uh, it is very robust. So it means you can build this uh, solution easily without worrying about the scalability of your infrastructure and uh, get yourself up and running in hours uh, instead of in months. So this digital twin engines we have available for demo. You can play by yourself, OK? So if you'll go to. This Infosys booth, it is on level two Venetian. So there you can play with the, this digital twin engine. What I was doing, you will be able to do that. We have a builder fair booth. There also we are diving deep on the technology. You will see Luis and me there. And there is some IoT analytics and uh, IoT core sessions there. So I will recommend if you are planning to dive deep more on that. So first come to booth, these booths get hands-on and then have more session on it. And I would really like to invite Luis. And Luis has uh, built uh, this demo and these scenes. And I would like to invite the Samal and Pankaj. Uh, so Samal and Pankaj has uh, helped us to collaborating uh, this digital twin engine uh, from the Infosys. And it was a big collaboration there. So big hands for them. Okay, so please complete the session survey in the mobile app, and we are open for the question. Yes? Okay, Luis, would you like to take that? Yeah, so because the, 3D, because the terrain was 3D printed, we already had the OBJ files. So we strictly just dropped them. It was a drag and drop into the scene. And then uh, you saw that each piece is its own entity. So you can add a scripts to every piece. And that's how we're controlling the rotation on it. So it's very, very straightforward. If you already have the CAD file, you should be able to uh, either export it to an OBJ file or tr just try dragging it to Sumerian itself. Yeah. So Sumerian support .obj file format. You can get that asset, might be some website or you are building your own, and just drag drop here, as Luis said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So any other question for the physical device? Yes?
So, so you are asking that can we make the, using the same engine, we can create the different behavior so that it can give the different kind of uh, trainings you can create out of that. So we have a, a more use cases. So this is one with the, the digital twin. We have more use cases, like where we have built uh, with the conveyor belts. And then we have uh, with the robotic cars. So we have multiple use cases. But uh, yeah, you can create a different states of the engine uh, for this case. Or if you are talking about the conveyor belt or anything, you can have the logical state, different logical state, states you can create, and regardless of what physical state is, and then do if and but scenario, you can play with that. So if, if that happens, then what will uh, the outcome? Yeah. Yeah, Sam. Yeah. Um, but all that you need is basically um, the auto CAD model, and then you're just trying to replicate it. So it's very simple to kind of just use an existing aircraft engine model that the OEM would be leveraging, and then you're just scaling it down. So if you have a model which actually already exists, then what you're doing is just using the same model for all kinds of solutions. And most of the OEMs make the auto or aero, they would still have something like um, an online system where the training, the troubleshooting is all documented. So what you're doing is just kind of bringing that information on a digital platform. So I mean, I could give you some examples here. Yes, yes, yeah. Any other question? OK, so we are pretty clear then. No more questions. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thanks, everyone, for coming. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.